Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Soulmate Twin Flames Boot Camp. This is Sophia Least, and I'm here with Sarah Adele. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. So, on today's show, we're going to be talking about dead-end relationships. Now, Regardless of whether you are in a soulmate or twin flame relationship or just a regular old relationship, the information we are discussing can be applied to everyone, regardless of how you label, regardless of how you label it. So you can find Sarah and I on Instagram at soulmates twin flames, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook at Soulmates and Twin Flames, all one word. So, you know, the topic of our, sh- the topic of our show tonight is, is dead-end relationships. And, you know, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. But you know what? Most of us have been in them. We just may not have seen the dead-end signs. Just because you have a relationship doesn't mean it is going to get better, go anywhere, or amount to anything. It is sad that many people would rather be in something than in nothing. People would rather be in a dead-end relationship than face loneliness, the fear of being single, or the stigma of being alone. Sometimes, though, when you're in a dead-end relationship, you're more lonely than if you are free and single. Mm -hmm. Been there. Mm -hmm. Dead-end relationships can be a very lonely... Well, you know who it was with, too, so let's just carry on as we were. Yeah, Yeah, dead-end relationships can be a very lonely place to be. And yes, even soulmates and twin flames, depending on your belief and choice of label, can also reach a dead end in their relationship. Yeah. Um, And the reason why... Sophia is talking about like, you know, regardless of the label, just to like clarify, people have different beliefs and what a soulmate is, what a transplant is, blah, blah, blah. And rather than argue, we're just going to let you pick what label you want and just put it to the information. Okay. Doesn't mean we necessarily believe this, that, or the other. We're just letting you decide. Okay. So back to it. All right. Many times people will stick with a relationship that's like completely dysfunctional because they think they see a light at the end of the tunnel, not knowing that they are even in a dead-end relationship. No one likes the feeling of being stuck in any aspect of their life. But when it comes to relationships, it just seems harder for people to acknowledge that the relationship that they're in is going nowhere but downhill. The eternal hope of things changing and getting better seems to fuel this delusion that someday, somehow, their relationship will move full steam ahead rather than say stuck in traffic. Okay. A relationship that is stuck is stuck for one or two reasons. Well, one of the two, 
either the couple has let their relationship evolve into a dysfunctional one with neither making the necessary changes to make it functional, or one party wants nothing more, ever, 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 than what they have now. They love the way the relationship is set up. It works perfectly for them. That's why they set it up this way. And even though that may be really hard for the other partner to comprehend, it is what it is. The other person just remains hopeful that somehow the relationship will improve and things will get better, but the other will never allow that to happen. They created it like this on purpose. Both are dead-end relationships, but only one of these scenarios has a chance for change. Not by magic, the passing of time, or just waiting patiently, but with hard work. And some of that hard work may be uncomfortable. So let's start off with some signs of dead-end relationships. You got the first one, Sophia? Absolutely. So this is always my favorite. The friends with benefits (laughs) nonsense, right, would be a good one to start. It doesn't matter if you really think you are friends or had a friendship prior to adding the benefits part. This is one of the worst dead-end relationships and the one Mm -hmm. with the least chance of working out. It is a nicer way of saying you're a booty call. But the truth is, you have no strings attached and probably never will. This is primarily, I know, this is primarily a sexual relationship. And when it gets, and when he gets tired of having, he or she gets tired of having sex with you or finds another friend or booty call person to have sex with, they'll cut ties with you. So where does that leave you? Alone. If he really was treating you as a friend, yeah, alone. If he really was treating you as a friend or thought of you as a friend he cared about, why would he want no strings? Will he ever want more? Do not assume that just because you had a friendship before the sex started that you have a good chance of a relationship because that is not necessarily true. You may also not wind up with a friendship either. So, how stupid is the term friends with benefits anyway? What is the benefit? And people you think are your friends but are not and are just really using you for sex. So, you know, we just call Mm -hmm. it a spade a spade. And if you do have a spiritual connection of some kind, you won't graduate to a real relationship by allowing yourself to be used. That's a harsh way of looking at it, but that's what's really happening, Sarah, right? Exactly. Well, you won't because the universe doesn't support that. That's not what they set up the connection for. So, you know, if you want the relationship to work out, you know, on a spiritual level and work with your connection, it has to be on a spiritual path. Being used for sex is not a rest stop, okay, on anybody's spiritual path, okay? That's ridiculous. Okay, so this also leads right into another sign, which would be affairs. If you are married or the one that you're involved with is, you're in a dead-end relationship. And an affair can, like, build to a certain point, but it then stops growing because the relationship can only go so far, you know, if another person, like wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, is involved, okay? If an ex 
or current relationship is still living with them or is a major part of their life in any way that interferes with your relationship, again, you've reached a dead end. Do not assume that you're going to get credit for hanging in there and waiting it out. They may never leave their marriage or current relationship for you. They may just want an affair, you know, or they'll stay because you're enabling them to stay. Again, if you're in a spiritually connected relationship, the universe had you meet for a reason. The reason was not to sneak around, lie, and or cheat. It was time for you to look at the current relationship and realize there is something more out there, something to give you or them the courage, strength, whatever, to leave. So stop enabling them to stay and stop allowing them to enable you to stay. I mean, in some cases, he or she may even have, you know, feelings for you, but they're unwilling to leave their significant other for you. Just because they care for you or sex is great or they complain about their significant other does not mean they will end it to be yours exclusively. Some people have affairs to have affairs, and that's it. They don't want a relationship to be something more, ever, regardless of whatever they tell you. And even if they do end their relationship, that doesn't mean you'll get them exclusively either or that they won't cheat on you either. It also doesn't mean that, you know, this is going to work out to be a good relationship because you started it out, you think, with all of these, you know, lying and cheating, that's become a part of your dynamic, okay? So if if you're in a relationship with somebody or you, you, know, you feel like you have a connection to somebody and they're already taken, there's nothing wrong with you talking to them. There's nothing wrong with you being friends with them. But a boundary should go up, like right there and then, where you guys aren't going to cross that line. You know what I'm saying? You can have feelings or whatever, but you don't act on them to where you actually wind up, you know, getting into, you know, an affair. And before entering an affair, look at the chances of you leaving your relationship and them leaving theirs. If the chances are low, you're entering into a dead-end relationship that's probably going to go nowhere soon, okay? Why would you do that? Especially if the other person is telling you they're never going to leave their significant other. Why would you then say to yourself, no, they must be lying. I'm going to get into it anyway. And then as soon as they, like, fall in love with me, like, okay, then they're going to, like, leave their spouse like that. Yeah. P- plenty, plenty of people have said that to themselves, but how many of it actually, like, worked out that way? It, 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 slim to none. Really slim to none. Very, very small percentage. Got another very, one? very small. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. Very <clears throat> so another dead-end relationship is continuing a past relationship in your mind or in your heart <laughs> when the other has clearly moved on. Not everyone gets back together. Some do, of course. But holding on to something that has long passed its expiration date has you at a dead end. Some come back and some don't. When you are focusing on someone who has walked out of your life with no chance of returning, You are shutting yourself off to any new romantic partners that could possibly enter your life. I mean, sure, we realize any newbie may not measure measure up to the bar that your ex has set in your mind. However, the bar is now literally on the floor because they are gone and it's time to move on. If you have been waiting 
5, 10, 15, 20 years for this guy to return or girl to return and recreate the relationship you once had with them, you are basically having a relationship with a ghost. And the same holds true for spiritually connected relationships. It is hard to move forward, and it's fine if you hope they come back, but you cannot stop living. You can't just sit on the sofa and eat bonbons and cry and watch those crazy movies on what is that? movie channel lifetime whatever lifetime and find movies. Yeah, yeah lifetime movies for women or something and, and you can't stop living or finding some happiness in the life you have now until they do come back now is your life right mhm exactly okay another okay another example of dead end relationships is any relationship that has that off again on again dynamic okay if you have come to a point where your relationship has ended and gotten back together more than three times, you're in an on-again, off-again relationship. Until that pattern of behavior you know, and disrespect to the relationship and your connection stops, the relationship cannot grow because of that restart button constantly being pushed. When you take one step forward and two steps back, you're getting nowhere. And this happens so often with spiritually connected relationships. So always try to find whatever label you want, but this happens so often. And, and it doesn't happen by magic again. It's a dynamic created between the two. And guess what? You've got to break that dynamic. Otherwise, honestly, you, it's never going to go anywhere. Okay? For example, like, okay. A friend of ours, their main wish was to get married and start a family, and this person was a female, and, you know, she thought she met the right guy. You know, he was ready to commit and make their, you know, relationship monogamous, like, right away. So she thought, you know, the rest was going to be smooth sailing. Then a pattern developed where every two to three months, almost like with the season, he would find something wrong with her. Like, the littlest, stupidest thing, blow it completely out of proportion or just, like, pick a fight about anything. And then he would disappear for about a month. And then he would contact her out of the blue, and they'd get back together. When she started asking him about getting married, he kept telling her that they fought too much. And until that stopped, he couldn't consider getting married. So she was asking us and telling us about this. And, you know, she wanted to know, like, when are things going to get better and get back on track? And we had to tell her that they never would. He was doing this on purpose to have an excuse not to get married because he is not interested in that right now. He wanted to avoid that step, so he keeps going backwards to avoid going forwards with her. We reminded her that, you know, just because, you know, even if she married him, like that's not going to mean he's going to change. She would have then, what, a husband who would leave, threaten divorce or, you know, separation, what, every few months? It was really time, you know, to let him, you know, let her take control, you know, saying, and finally, you know, she needed to give him the boot, you know, saying, to, to let him go and see if he could come back a changed person because keeping him around like this, she wasn't winning. She was losing. You remember exactly. that, don't you? Oh, I remember that conversation. <laughs> Woo. Uh, oh, yeah, I have another fun. one, Sarah. I got another one. So okay. 
if either of you are staying in the relationship for the wrong reasons, such as, well, finances, children, businesses, lifestyle, you're sharing a house together, and on and on and on, it's a dead-end relationship. Love isn't always enough to keep a relationship moving. So finances and children don't stand a chance at keeping it going either. Do you know friends who have tried to stay in a marriage for the sake of the children, even though they are miserable and unhappy? Yes, I do. And that's Just usually when, when, when soulmates, when flames, spiritually connected, whatever they want to call it, usually winds up meeting up. That's right. Does the marriage mm-hmm. ever, ever get better? Nope. Does the relationship nope. thrive? Usually not. But they are sticking it out for the sake of the kids. Why? Relationships with children can be separate from the relationship with parents. You can maintain a relationship with your children and not have to maintain a relationship with the other parent. People do it all the time. When someone stays in a relationship for financial reasons, they are basically selling themselves out in a way. I mean, sure, they make mm-hmm. it to keep all their assets and all their money and everything else in their houses and cars and boats and blah, but basically they're, they're selling themselves out. Um, and, you know, they feel like if they keep all that stuff and not lose half of it to their wife or husband, they don't even realize what it's costing them. It's costing them their happiness. Mm-hmm. What's the real price mm-hmm. of happiness, actually? You know, when you stay in a relationship for financial reasons, it very often ends up costing you your peace of mind and a chunk, a big, huge chunk of your integrity and self-respect. It also keeps you from finding real love. Yeah, but not only that, okay, there's, there's two other elements to that. There are a lot of people that are like, okay, I'm miserable, and I'm going to stay in this relationship anyway because, you know, for financial reasons or for the children or whatever. But guess what? Then their spouse just goes, I want a divorce. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like they take for granted that like, oh, I'm just going to stay, you know, for the kids. And guess what? Your spouse may not have the same idea and you're going to get blindsided. That happens a lot. Like True. And another thing is, you know, then one of them could end up having an affair, which could put them in a second dead end relationship. And not only that, okay, I know, you know, some people hold on to that whole thing of, like, how divorce would be hard on children. Um, finding out that one of your parents is having an affair and cheating on the other parent, I, 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 I tend to, based on our experiences with our clients, that tends to go over a hell of a lot worse. Because for whatever reason, you know, children tend to feel also that they were cheated on. It's a thing. That's true. Okay. That's very true. Um, it is. I, you know, it is what it is. Um, another sure sign of dead-end relationships is when there is an element of the unknown. If you don't know when you will hear from them or when you will see them again, your relationship isn't progressing. In the beginning of a relationship, like maybe within the first month, you know, you may not have established a routine. But longer than that means you're at a dead end. Okay, if you're in a good enough relationship, okay, or even just good, you should know that he or she will contact you and within a reasonable amount of time. If you're in a dead end one, you'll have no idea. 
how can a relationship develop if you don't have consistent contact or can rely on them to contact you or see you? I had a female friend ask me in one breath, when will Blank and I get married? And when will he call me? You know, because I haven't heard from him in like two weeks. I was stunned. She didn't know when or if he's going to call, but she somehow knew this relationship is headed for marriage. Based on what? She was obviously unaware that she was in a dead-end relationship, and the answer to her question was basically, you know, when hell freezes over. You know, as a psychic, you have friends constantly asking you questions, you saying about their relationships, and, you know, as you know, Sophia, they don't always like the answers. No, they don't. And on that note, mm-hmm. we are going to take like a short 45-second <laughs> break. So if any of you listening need to go to the loo or grab a beverage, feel free. We will be right back. But first, we're going to play our song, Find Our Way to Love, by Ro- Just Roxy. So that is Just Roxy. We appreciate them letting us use their song. Uh, You can find many more of their wonderful songs by this fabulous vocal harmonies by three wonderful females on JustRoxyNow.com. Their Facebook page is Just Roxy. Go like them. They'll send you updates, whatever, whatever. So speaking about Facebook and social media and everything, you can also find Sophia and I, again, on Instagram at Soulmates Twin Flame. Sophia and I? Right. Sarah and I. <laughs> Sorry. You are. Did you get a beverage? I'm thinking it was wine. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm actually drinking lemonade. Huh. You can find Sarah and I on Facebook at Soulmates and Twin Flames. You can also find us on Twitter at Soulmate Reading. Okay. On our, in, on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you'll find lots of inspirational as well as informative posts about soulmates, twin flames, and relationships in general. We also have se- several popular websites, including soulmatereading.com, twinflameconnection.com, and then one that covers both soulmates and twin flames, and it's twinflames-soulmates.com. And also, we offer a free app. So go out to Google Play or the Apple Store and look for our app called Soulmates Twin Flames. There you get links to the radio shows and the podcasts. And you'll also have links to all the articles that we post on all the sites as well. So anyway, so back to our topic of dead-end relationships. Um, I'm going to go into a a different one. So this one's a bit unusual, but it still stands. If a reasonable amount of time has gone by and you have not met friends, family members, 
and are never, ever included in any other area of their life, you have reached a dead end. If you bring it to their attention and they put you off indefinitely, it shows that they are clearly not seeing a future with you. This could be Mm -hmm. that they are simply waiting for the right time, or it could mean that they have no intention ever of doing something. And you need to find out which it is. We have a friend who's been dating a guy for three years. Three years. And she's yet to meet any of his friends or family. His Facebook status page still shows he is single. And none of his Facebook people are even friends of hers. Actually, come to think of it, I don't even think that they're friends on Facebook because he doesn't want her friends to know who she is, this big secret. Anyway, she asked us, she, you know, she asked us if this was just him wanting his privacy and, uh, which is what he told her, of course. And we told him <laughs> he only wants to keep his privacy when it comes to her. His friends and family are important to him and they can all know each other and know of each other's existence, but he does not want her or their relationship acknowledged. Smells kind of fishy to me. We had to tell her that this was one of those dead-end relationships that has no hope whatsoever of getting better and that it was just time to let it go. Mm-hmm. And she was also under the, you know, the false impression that this was a soulmate or twin flame of hers, and it, it honestly, it, it really wasn't. Not to say that that couldn't be a situation between soulmates or twin flames or whatever label you want, but in that particular case, you know, it wasn't. Okay, another biggie is being involved with someone who's an alcoholic or drug addict. Sorry, it's a dead-end relationship. When someone is a full-blown addict, their emotional growth is at a standstill, and your relationship is at one, too, for the most part. Their relationship with their addiction takes first, second, and third place in their life. And without being a priority, you're stuck in a dead-end situation. We've talked to a mutual acquaintance uh, some years ago who was very, very upset, you know, that her alcoholic drug addict boyfriend that she had this, you know, tumultuous relationship with, you know, she was, you know, giving us all the excuses, you know, for their behavior and the reasons why it was okay, you know, for them to drink. And, you know, she really made it seem as though, like, his drinking was not that bad. I mean, this guy couldn't hold on to a job, had bad credit. I mean, family and friends cut him off. You know, and they had broken up yet again, and she wanted to know, you know, if we thought he was going to get back together with her at some point in the future. We did not understand why she would want to do that to herself, especially since he was doing nothing to get his drinking under control. She found out, you know, some months later that he was, like, shacking up with some chick for a month or so because he had nowhere else to go. He had no job, and he wouldn't give up the booze, and he had nowhere else to live. I mean, she was hysterical because she actually believed that he was having a truly committed relationship with this other girl, you know, when in truth, that relationship wasn't going to work either. Because no relationship with an alcoholic or any kind of addict, whether it be drugs, sex, pornography, you know, gambling, Star Trek, you know, anything, is going to work until they address their addiction and get help. And yes, spiritually connected relationships, soulmates, friends, whatever you think can, you know, form when one of them, you know, is an addict. The thing is, 
you can't enable that addiction. If you do, relationship tanks. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be there as a source of strength and give them that tough love you know, that they're going to need, you know what I'm saying, and that connection to you, you know, to pull themselves out of that. You can support them when they're getting help, but you can't support them in their addiction. Yeah, because they're having a relationship with the booze or the drugs or the whatever it is and not really having one with you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, oh, and another... I would like to add a little side note real quick before we move on from that. I personally, I'm not sure if I, I don't know exact because I don't know your client, but I mean, I've dealt with soulmates yeah. I'm saying, that have met in, in that kind yeah. of situation. And it was the biggest disaster in the world. Yeah. But you know what? They did get over the addiction. They did wind up, you know, having a healthy, happy, like you would never know it was the same couple. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? It went from literally like, you know, the ninth ring of hell, you think, to a really great, you think, relationship. So it can change, but it's got to change. Otherwise, it's just going to become, you know, horrible. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so another form of dead-end relationship can be some long-distance relationships. Not all, but some. Mm-hmm. Some people choose mm-hmm. relationships online or through these dating app things. I don't even know what they are. To add to their fantasy mm-hmm. life. I don't, I, I don't. Swipe, swipe, left or right. I don't get it, but whatever. The problem is that they never want to make it a reality. And this kind of relationship will stay stuck at a dead end forever. Don't spend your time chatting, email, or talking on the phone to someone unless you know up front when they will be willing to meet you in person. There's nothing wrong with telling someone from a a dating site or a dating app that you have had enough, right? People play games and that you are willing to talk and chat for so much time, X amount of time, whatever. But if there is no no in-person meeting what are you going to have to focus? You're just going to have to focus your attention elsewhere because why would you want to do that? I mean, you can talk to your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You signed on to the dating site or the dating app to date, to meet someone and date, to go out, get to know them, not to chat, email, or talk on the phone or whatever. Yeah, I was including all the whatevers like the video singing and all that other stuff. Anyway, the other dead right. end long the other dead end long distance relationships are um, those that should have ended a long time ago. But having a long-distance relationship gives you the excuse not to find someone local. And that something is better than nothing. Some people even Mm -hmm. seek long-distance relationships because they know it will never amount to anything and can use the distance as an excuse for not taking things to the next level. See, I, I have a lot of clients, some, a lot. Well, I have several clients in this situation as well. And I mean, the, the meeting never happens and nothing ever gets resolved. They can also cheat and pursue other people. And you would never know because you're not there. Even mm-hmm. spiritually connected, long distance relationships can reach a dead end. Because in reality, you can't truly move forward until you are both at least seeing one another regularly. And in truth, sorry, that was, that was, that was me. (laughs) 
Sorry. Actually, well, my screen went blank, and I was afraid for my screen to go blank, and I'm having to use this magic mouse that I'm not used to because my mouse died Mercury retrograde, thank you, and it does all kinds of crazy things. Anyway, so back to where I was. So you can't really move forward until you were both at least seeing one another regularly. And in truth, Mm -hmm. you really have to have the intention that it is not going to be long distance, indefinitely or it will just never work and a lot of a lot of people you know saying soulmates whatever okay because of the intensity of the connection you know what I'm saying they are afraid to take that leap of faith and get themselves in it you know a hundred percent so to a certain degree they kind of keep that long distance thing going you know what I'm saying because it keeps them from really taking the plunge you 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 You've heard of that before. I know you have. Okay. If you've been together for a while but have no label, okay, such as girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, okay, you're stuck at a dead end. How much time will you waste waiting for him or her to give you and your relationship a chance? If he or she tells you that, you know, they don't want a relationship with you and that they want the freedom to date other people, then isn't it time for you to accept the fact that the two of you are basically at a standstill and that only one of you wants a relationship? Again, spiritually committed relationships, only sometimes whatever, can have this same scenario. And although it's time that you met, okay, the you know, universe puts you together, you know, to meet, that doesn't mean you have to get into a relationship right now. That's something that's revisited later. We've had that happen in, with many clients. We're like, yeah, they meet, but that wasn't the exact time that they were to now pursue, you know, a relationship. And speaking of that, another one, if your communication has gotten to the point where you can't speak your mind Call him or her on the carpet when they do something wrong to fear. It's either going to escalate or they're going to get mad at you. Your relationship's at a standstill. When damage is being done, yet nothing is being done to fix what's broken and prevent more damage from occurring, again, you've reached a dead end. It's impossible for the relationship to have any progress at all. If you are afraid to express your feelings because you're, you, know, you feel insecure and you feel like that his or her reaction is going to be bad or they're going to reject you, you're clearly at a dead end in your relationship. How can someone get closer to you or you to them if feelings can't be expressed? And also, how can you make a relationship get better if you can't even talk about what the problems are? How can those problems be fixed? They won't be, okay? Without the exchange of feelings, the relationship stagnates. Yeah, and so, you know, dead-end relationships can also exist with family members and friends. With women, often more so than men, a new, ro- a new romantic relationship can cause the friendship to be at a dead end. Your friend who used to call you several times a day and see you a few times a week to have fun may have dropped off the face of the earth now that they are in a relationship. If it is new, cut them some slack. It happens. Mm-hmm. But if they never mm-hmm. have time for you anymore, unless their boyfriend or girlfriend is busy or they need something from you, then your relationship is one-sided and at a dead end. Sometimes discussing it with your friend can get them to see 
how you feel and, and you can both reach a place of understanding, they may not have been so caught up with their new love interest. And now that you've pointed it out, they'll make it right. So they may not have realized that you pointing it out will make it right. Mm -hmm. Or this friendship has run its course. And rather than be disrespected or ignored, it's time to let it go. Mm -hmm. People seem to focus on the future rather than look at the present. When they're dating, they wonder, like, when they're going to be in a relationship. And then when they're in a relationship. Then they want to know when they're going to get more serious. Then when it gets more serious. Then they want to know they're going to get married. It's like the problem is that not all dates lead to relationships. Not all relationships grow and work out, and some relationships need to end. Look at your relationship realistically. If it's not making you happy now, why would you think it's going to make you happy in the future? Okay, wine may improve with age, but not necessarily relationship. If you want to know the, the, the course that your relationship is headed, look at where it is now. If it's crap, it's going to get worse crap, okay? That's just the way it is, Okay. You don't need, you know, like a major reason like catching them cheating to leave or anything. Yes, people should try and work things out if it's possible. But if love and showing that, you know, love is not there on both sides, you can't work anything out. Even with love on both sides, it can be difficult. Again, same thing with, you know, spiritually connected relationships, soulmates, and flames, blah, whatever. Okay, if you if you guys have run your relationship to a point where, you know, you're not happy, I hate to say it, and it'll probably give everybody, you know, a heart attack, but you might have to separate for a bit. You know what I'm saying? You, or, get a, or get a professional or, or do something about it because you have to focus on what's going on presently. Otherwise, your future is going to suck. And if you're already not happy, what do you think you're going to be like a year, two years, three years, whatever, down the road? Not in a very happy place. Right. So I actually have another one that just popped into my head. And I, mm-hmm. so, and it, it involves commitment and monogamy, right? So if you've mm-hmm. reached a point where a commitment or monogamous relationship is way overdue, you're in a dead-end relationship. Without the commitment or monogamy, Ooh. you cannot get to the next level and you ding, ding. will remain mm-hmm. stuck. The commitment could be coming, yep. but they could also have no intention of ever giving it to you. Why have the two of you not discussed yeah, the commitment issue? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you haven't discussed the commitment issue, why haven't, why, why haven't you? Well, if you're afraid of doing it, do you not see that even your communication level has not evolved and that's at a dead end too? You don't want to necessarily jump the gun at an awkward time as the conversation could go terribly awry. But a good idea for all those that are out there dating is when you are at the very beginning stages, there is nothing wrong with asking someone. I know everyone sees things differently, but how long do you think mm-hmm. people should date before a commitment is made? Then if this person I says, think at least three months. Do you? I think about three months, too, because that really gives you the chance to get yeah. to know somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as long as you're dating, like, consistently throughout that, you know, that right. dating time frame, three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in spiritually connected relationships, such as soulmate and twin flames, they can have this same dead-end issue, too, sometimes. Not because they're all mm-hmm. commitment folks necessarily, 
but because they know once they become serious with you, like this is it. It's like knowing mm-hmm. you're heading mm-hmm. to the altar at that point, and it can really be kind of a really freaky feeling for some people. But that does not mean mm-hmm. you should sit around and wait for them. It may be time to force the issue, or it will stay at a dead end. We're not saying force the issue with like three months in, right, Sarah? No, no, that'll make you a mental. No, don't do that. Bad. But you should at least, you know, feel comfortable with this person enough to go like, okay, what's going on, and how long is it going to take before you're willing to make that commitment? That is a reasonable question. And if you're afraid to ask that question, you got bigger problems in this relationship. And it's just a symptom. You know, saying of the many, many things you know, saying that are really wrong with your relationship. There's nothing wrong with asking somebody, you know, when do you think you'll be ready to make a commitment? Be honest. Put it out there. Who knows? They might go, I was waiting for you. Just right. do something about it. Bring it up. Start that right. conversation. Because if you're still mm-hmm. dating 20 years down the line, <laughs> yeah, you know, I wondering if that. he's going to ever get to I do, you will have wasted 20 mm-hmm. years, right? Anyway, so right. people wonder why, yeah, you know, it just, people wonder why relationships don't have staying power and why things go sour. The truth is we all change and we all evolve as people. And if your partner does not change with us, we can grow apart. Think of your favorite outfit in high school, your crush in high school, and your hairdo in high school. Do you look <laughs> Yeah. Remember that final net stuff or whatever it was? Aquanet. <laughs> Aquanet. There you go. Aquanet. Yeah. Do you go back and think, what was I thinking? I do. <laughs> I loved Who's my you? hair in high school. <laughs> I saw so many kind of like with that, those bangs things that stuck straight up. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, who you were changes drastically from 18 to 21, and then at 30, and so on, drastically. What you liked and wanted at one point in your life, you probably wouldn't like or want now. Your tastes change, and you did too. A relationship that was right for you at one point, right? So so a relationship that was right for you at one point in your life may may no longer be meeting your needs or making you happy. You got anything else to add, Sarah? A lot of times people feel like when a relationship ends, like that it means that it's a failure. I don't, yeah. I've never prescribed to that belief. Like to me, if, if you had like, let's just say somebody was like together for 15 years. Okay. And they had children and whatever. And then they just grew apart. I mean, that sucks. And it's sad and whatever, but they can, if they can end it amicably, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, move on to other people. They can look back at, back at it and go, that was a success. We were together for a long period of time. We had beautiful children together. We remained friends. We just grew apart. And then we found now, you know, the right partner for this phase, you know, saying in our life. You know, that's not a terrible thing. You know what I mean? Not that, like, everybody should get divorced. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, you know, not – it doesn't always have to be looked at as, like, a failure. I feel like that's a big stigma, you know, saying that's put on relationships. And it doesn't need yeah, to Yeah, it is. Because it's like you learn something mm-hmm. in every relationship, right? You learn something and you learn mm-hmm. the lessons and how to apply them in subsequent and, relationships. And you know what? You, have. you just hit the nail on the head. If you left, okay, you learn the, you, you learn the lesson. If you stayed, right. you never did. 
if, if right. you were miserable. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But then there's almost like a forced ending that you've got to go through later that's going to be even worse than it would be if you just went ahead mm-hmm. and ended it. Right. Anyway, so exactly. um, once again, thanks for listening, guys. Um, again, you can find us on Instagram at Soulmates Twin Flames. You can also find us on Facebook at Soulmates and Twin Flames. Twitter is at Soulmate Reading. Some of our websites, again, are SoulmatePsychicReadings.com, TwinFlameConnection.com, and the one that covers both soulmates and twin flame relationships at TwinFlames-SoulmatesToolmates.com. And literally, there are probably thousands of articles on those sites that will help you through your soulmate and twin flame relationships and how to navigate safely through them. So until next time, we'll say goodbye. Bye, Sarah. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.